The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is The Drive with A.D. and Rav. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. This segment is proudly sponsored by Florial's Italian Restaurant and Grill just south of Lincoln Southwest High School, 14th and Pine Lake Road. Florio's Italian Restaurant provides a cozy, family-friendly setting where good food and good company come together. Whether it's a family dinner, a date night, or a catch-up with old friends, Florio's is the perfect place to make special memories. All you have to do is visit floriosne.com or call 402-423-5576 to make reservations or place takeout orders. Got it. Boom. You know, uh, Big Bird has a good uh, point here as well uh, as far as the Pac-12. He goes, I feel like the Pac-12 has lost its power, at least with the Pac-12 commissioner driving the train off the cliff. They were offered a deal that the Big 12 took and declined it. If I'm a school official, I'm not signing up to be in bed with George Klyoff, the commissioner there for Big 12. Yeah, Big Bird, I know George we... George Klyoff, very bad. What's that? George Klyoff is not a... It just seems <laughs> like he, he doesn't really know what he's doing, and I don't know... Yeah. I don't even know what He's he just did grasping. before this, but it's grass, grass, grass. It's a mess. Maybe all of this was in the works for a while. And he was just thrown into a crappy situation. But then you also have to remember the Pac-12 before Klyakov was even the commissioner back in I think it was like 2010 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Were considering or Oklahoma and Texas wanted to join the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 mm-hmm. was like, "Now nah, we're good. Now nah, we're fine." Yep. And now you look back on that and you're like, "Man, really should have taken them up on that offer." Yep. You know what, you guys? I think, Enrico, what you're saying is spot on. I think it goes to – there's – Coach Osborne took a took some heat when we left the Big 12, when we did. Um, now, has it fared out athletically the best as far as our men's sports? No. Uh, financially, has it? I think we'd be foolish to say it has, and it's paid out handsomely. In fact, if we're being honest with ourselves, our performance has not matched our paychecks. No. On many of the sports. With, with an exception of women's volleyball, uh, and even, I would probably say softball, track team has done well. What I mean by that, at your major money-generating sports, it hasn't. True. But put that aside, Coach Osborne, when he did that years ago, there were some saying, oh, man, oh, man. And yet change is very rarely comfortable. Okay, It's really comfortable. Uh, however, there's a quote that I always use, man, and I use it yesterday, and I'll use it tomorrow, and it's a, it's a quote by a guy named Eric Hoffer. And Eric Hoffer was a futurist before we even coined the term futurist. And he said, the world today, and I'm going to add limit here to fit our description of the topic. He goes, there's two types. I'm going to say there's two types of athletic directors. There's the learners and there's the knowers. There's the learners and there's the knowers. The learners will inherit the earth. The learners will have foresight. The learners will look back, will be able to look ahead. While the knowers will be beautifully equipped to function in a conference that will no longer exist. Learners and knowers. Eric Hoffer uh, penned that statement years ago. I'm talking probably longer than 30 years ago. He was a futurist, philosopher, learners and knowers. And I use that in, with any group I'm speaking for because it's the truth. The learners will inherit the earth. The learners will see things. They'll have foresight. They'll have vision. While the knowers 
like Claycoff, will be beautifully equipped to function in a conference that no longer exists. You got four freaking teams, man. The Pac-12 was the Pac-4. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rat Pack, I think, had one extra guy to be more than that. I mean, so you look at you know, so you look at those, you look at what happened, and he just those guys, the guys that that in the guys and gals, athletic directors that had some foresight to continue to learn about the conferences, learn about the alignments, and then it didn't say had to like the realignments. It didn't say you had to be for them. But the reality is this: either you get on the train or you get left. And the Pac-12 is a, is 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 a, is the template is a case study of poor leadership and foresight. True that. I mean, if you looked at a lot of outside of your your major teams, your USC's, your UCLA's, Oregon, um, Utah, really, um, no matter what anybody says, Utah's getting a strange amount of smack. Like yeah. people are making fun Ooh. of Utah for for joining the Big Twelve or whatever, saying like they're they're the odd man out. And when in reality, Ooh. at least for me, I think they're going to run that conference. Oh, football wise, I think I think yeah. they're going to take that well conference coached, over in football. Strong team, yeah. They're... Um, but outside of those those stronger, you know, more well traveled, bigger fan base teams, if you looked at all the Pac twelve teams, there wasn't much support. I, we just got a text in on the text line. From uh from an unnamed texter, uh, a picture of a Stanford game they went to last year, a very sparse crowd, um, not a lot of people at this Stanford game. So let's check it out. I gotta. Uh, I I still think that they could go independent in football, and I think they'd be fine. They'd have you know they'd be able to load their their schedule oh, wow. up with different teams. But yeah, that's uh that is not as I'm good as I thought it was. For sending that. Yeah, that is not as good as I thought it was. But outside of good those gosh. more well known teams. You, if you looked at the Pac-12, you could kind of tell like this is not going in a very good direction for whatever reason. Like you have those diehard fans of those teams, but you had the the good teams were the only ones generating or or drawing massive crowds. And even then, a UCLA mm-hmm. who was pretty okay, granted they're playing in the Rose Bowl, not a, not not the largest crowd that they would bring Ooh. in. I'm a little upset by you this was- picture, though. There's no John Elway statue. That, okay. Why are you the way? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you think if they built a John Elway statue, more people would go? <laughs> I would. <laughs> where would you put – you're looking at a – I know. Inside the, where it would was, the statue be? It was a joke. Behind the goalpost so it nobody could see it? It was a joke. Ooh, that'd you know, be cool. Rico, you look at that picture, fellas, and it, it's – did you ever think college football would be at this point, man? I mean, it's it's. I mean, you would have no problems walking almost into that stadium. They would welcome you. And this is Stanford. He said this was the crim Stanford. The crim. Versus, he said this is Stanford versus Arizona State. Wow. Unknown texture. Thanks for sending that picture in there. Um, yeah, that it just shows. And I think this picture is very. Um, Can you guys believe they played a Super Bowl there? There's a Super Bowl there. That is. That, that's yeah. where the, the Dolphins and 49ers played the Super Bowl. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's crazy yeah, looking at that stadium. Yeah. How many do you think they can fit in there, Raph? How many? What is that you think? I would probably maybe 60,000. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe 60. And they played a Super Bowl there. Maybe 60. That was crazy. Roger Craig had three touchdowns. Get him into the Hall of Fame. Sorry. Yeah. It is, it is nuts, man. So Stanford guys, Stadium yeah. holds. Stanford Stadium holds 50,424. That's their capacity. Wow. That's crazy. That is insane to think that they actually have a Super Bowl in that facility. That's wild. Wow. 
Well, before we, I want to just, just, we can talk about this for a long time. I know sure, sure we'll talk, you guys will talk about it later this week and we can talk about it Thursday and Friday as well. But Ralph, just kind of first your take on the, um, the Nebraska episode on, you know, just kind of showing Nebraska sport football. What did you think about that, man? Cause you, Raph turned me on to it. So I uh, clicked it in, showed it and it's a uh, Nebraska football. It's called a look in episode one was building brotherhood. It's on YouTube. So folks, if you want to watch it, you go to YouTube and type in Nebraska, Nebraska footballs, a look in the letter in a look in episode one, building brotherhood. Again, go to YouTube, Nebraska's footballs, a look in, Rav, what stood out to you? Because I watched that. I watched probably twenty minutes, but last night fell asleep because I was exhausted. Oh, so you didn't, that bad. So you didn't think that it was that it good? Was, <laughs> so it, was, it was. It was, above it was so good that it was so good that I fell asleep. The snooze. <laughs> you gotta watch it. I tell you what, <laughs> slept like a baby. I had dreams of Husker football running through my yeah. head. Absolutely. So like I got up and lately. finished watching it this morning while I was at breakfast down there, and. Um, it's powerful. What what stood out to you, Enrico? We get a chance. You could probably even Enrico because I know you're there all day, off and on. Oh, I'll be watching. Five it. minutes here. I'll be watching yeah, it during the next here, the next show. There. We'll be fine. Yeah, it, it's it's it, you won't be disappointed. I thought the cinematography was great. Now, granted, I'm going to put this as a disclaimer out there right now. By no means am I saying anything about this will predicate Nebraska season. No. So basically, I'm describing this like I would describe a movie. Okay, so let's put that first right there. Um, I'm just saying this how we describe it as I would describe a good movie. What are some things that stood out to you about it, Raph? I think, like everybody's been saying, the the Matt Rule speech that he that he gives to the it was team, like a two minute speech. Then he, when they're out on the practice field, I thought that was mm-hmm. that was super powerful. Um, Can I say something? What really? about it? Though? Say it. Go ahead, Rico. Say it. Um, remember, <laughs> remember mm-hmm. when we were getting all this Deion Sanders talk, and somebody asked Matt Rule a question, and he said something to the effect of. Um, having cameras in his locker room and all of this wasn't really his style. <laughs> and something that Rico he just do. stirring the drink again. I, ju- I just thought about Reggie that right Jackson, now. Reggie Jackson, Rico. Just, I just thought about that right now. <laughs> so I don't know. What you're saying is the truth. I just I don't kind of funny. But do you think that maybe I try to I try to find stuff you know because I remember him saying that, but maybe. After seeing this team come together in the unity, that he's liking what he's seeing, so he's like, "Okay, well, maybe we can put this out on tape." I don't know. I just I try to try to think of why, you know, because I remember him saying the exact mm-hmm. same thing. This is like every time a coach says, "We don't want to win the off season," and then they win the off season, and they tout the fact that they had really good off season. So I don't, I don't know. I I mean, it was fun to see. I mean, it was cool. It was cool just to kind of get that the behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, and then you say, I do that when I see something. <laughs> see, he said he saw something. What are you laughing about, AD? Which text? I didn't I didn't interject, though. I didn't say anything. I'm just... <laughs> no, 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 you can't. You, you've got to say what... Is it Scooter from Roca? <laughs> no. No. No, it was A-Ron. A- A-Ron a- said... Next thing you know, the John Elway statue is in Rav's house. <laughs> They're like, well, we put a statue up last year, but we can't seem to it's, find it. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Cross-country road trip, Rav, and a, and a flatbed. <laughs> Rico, you two got to remember this, man, but Rav, you remember that episode of the Brady Bunch where Greg Brady stole the mascot, the oh, goat from the other school? The goat, yeah. House? Yep, yep. <laughs> 
That was good. I'm calling. Man. I'm calling AD. AD. Um, we did a little road trip. Um, I got a. <laughs> I got. I got a U-Haul rented. Um, he said, "AD, I need your help." Hopefully, it'll. If, if Raf calls you up with absolutely no explanation and just says, "AD, I need your help." Yeah. Are you there? Yes, he is. Yeah. We got a yeah. we got a 17 foot John Elway statue. We got to bring back to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the message I was looking for, the one but I was looking through it, is when Corn Stash said he loves being able to see inside the program. And he, like he mentioned, it doesn't have to be a deep dive. And I'm with you on that. It doesn't have to be a deep dive. But there's a few things that stuck out to me about it, and I'll talk more about it uh, when I'm back Thursday and Friday. But Raph, the speech, of course, Rico and Raph, that stood out. And I, I like the uh, the candor of the speech. I love how it was just um, uh, it was just raw. You could tell it was coming from the gut. Another thing that I noticed, too, is um, the intensity of the practices. Now, granted, you're just getting clips of it, but you know, yeah. the, the people I've talked to and the relationships, dude, you see him running. I mean, I, I'm not sure, I don't know if it was Ramir that ran that dude over. Oh, was that, that was Ramir, Gabe. Or was that Gabe Irvin? Gabe Irvin. That was Irvin? Yep. I mean, Rico, I mean, he runs him over. And to me, I don't, I mean, the speech is great. Don't be wrong. The thing that I was, the thing that was the, uh, the, the, the best for me to see that I enjoyed seeing the most was the physicality. Tackling and yes, there was actually tackling going on. There was the physicality of it, and you heard there was something that Massey mentioned. Uh, Fox Hollows, uh, legendary <laughs> Hall of Famer Massey mentioned there was a certain yeah. Him and uh, Hatfield mentioned there was a certain there was a certain pop mm-hmm. that I was listening to throughout that series. You seen guys hitting. Does that e- does that equal equivalent to something on Saturdays? I would hope so, but at least I'm hearing it, so it's not foreign to him when it does come to Saturdays. Because they've been doing it throughout the week. So, again, there's a lot of things that stuck out. But the the thing that stuck out besides the speech, of course, and first of all, I'm going to say this. You know, uh, Coach Rule can win a a press conference anywhere. He's he's, he's, he's a fantastic orator. I mean, the guy is a fantastic communicator. Uh, He's very well polished. He's done this before. And he's a great communicator. I mean, he's a great communicator. So all that is great. So I, I do. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not downplaying the speech by any stretch of the imagination. The dude could speak, though. If he was literally, if he was on, if he was going to a gas station, and someone said, "Give me a talk inside this gas station about a bag of popcorn," he would have you saying, "Man, that dude gave one hell of a speech on that bag of popcorn." Man, I really want some. He popcorn. has that. <laughs> I want some popcorn right now. Yeah. Sell me this pen. Oh, yes, man. he could do it. The dude knows how to speak. The difference is, though. He says it with a lot of conviction and the guys believe because, you know, think about the epitome of leadership, man, is to inspire and influence towards a common goal, to inspire and to influence towards a common goal. He's got that down to a T. Whether we see it on Saturdays, that's yet to be proven. But I bring this point up because of this. I was speaking to a few guys, two bankers that were from uh, Minnesota. And the one guy's been in the banking industry for like 15 years, huge Minnesota fan, Minnesota grad. And he goes, yes. He goes, I know that a lot of the things that um, – um, Oh gosh, now DJ Fleck. Me. Fleck, yeah. He goes, I know there's a lot of goofy stuff and you know, roll the boats. He goes, but fellas, he goes, it works. Yeah. And you know what? You can't dispute that. It worked for them. So as a leader, if you can inspire and influence towards a common goal, you're gonna see the results that a PJ Fleck has gotten. With Dion, that's yet to be determined. With Coach Rule, that's yet to be determined. But you know, you think about Bill Billima down there in uh in Illinois. He took over a team that was abysmal. I mean, horrible. I love Lovey Smith. But that program was in shambles when Brett took it over. And he turned that thing around. 
leadership again to inspire and to influence towards a common goal. Those guys look night and day compared to we took them over. So and it gives me hope, though, in that yeah. if they did that there and they don't have close to the resources that we have here at Nebraska, Illinois does it, Minnesota does it, um, um, Colorado sure as hell don't. So that gives me hope for a guy who has those that same capability to inspire, to influence. That's why I have hope for Coach Rule that he can do that here. Will that happen again? The line that me and Raph has always held, trust but verify. I want to see it on Saturdays. You know, you watch these videos, like I said, and it gives you some hope. Again, the hope for me, the thing that I encouraged, uh, that, I, that I enjoyed the most besides the speech, was I heard that the pads pop and the physicality of it. Yep. And I like to talk when he talks about the depth chart, like where you're at on the depth chart and stuff like that. Because mm. I think in the past years that people have got too wrapped up in that depth chart. And I think that mm-hmm. you need you know, you need an entire team. Like your second team is just as important yeah. as your first team because yeah. you got to be ready to go. So. Depth chart is not life or death. Exactly. So, All you right. You know what, guys? Before, before we go to break, though, I'm going to say this, though. The number of reps they're getting. You can tell he talked to Coach Osborne. He just didn't talk to Coach Osborne. He implemented some of the things that made us successful. Guys like me, even we were we we, we would get ninety to one hundred twenty reps yep. every practice because we had four stations. There's no one standing around, so he just didn't talk about it and say, "Coach, that's great." He yep. actually implemented, implemented something it. he knew from a guy that was successful. Exactly. All right. Well, we will throw it to break. This is the drive ninety three point seven. The ticket. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.